Ladies and gentlemen, the recipients of the National Jefferson Award and the number one New York Times best-selling author, your host, Dave Pelzer. Hello, America and world at large. This is your host, Dave Pelzer, saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. And once again, thank you. Uh, before I forget my manners, uh, happy holidays. We had uh, Halloween, and now we're going into uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah, and for the rest of us, it will be the Festivus. And I'm looking forward to the airing of grievances this year. So before I get ahead of myself, thank you so much for listening to the show, giving us a listen, particularly, again, all that's going on in the world, a lot of stress points, uh, uh, a lot of things, go- a lot of things going on. It's, it's, you know, what's, what's interesting is, is that it's an interesting time in the world and in America, and it's always something, ladies and gentlemen. We think we got this solved, and something else c- comes up. What's the old saying? Man, plan, God laughs. So thank you, as busy as you are, for giving us a listen. It means the world to me and those that I work with, and we do our very, very, very best to give you the best shows that we can. As a matter of fact, and we'll talk about it at the end of the show, I'm having a very Jack Bauer busy day, and it took me, it usually takes me about four to six hours to try to put a show together for you, and it's taken me over 14 just in this one day alone because I've been so, so busy. Because, again, it's always something. But, you know, li- that's what life is. You know, you just can't plan things. You just got to roll with it as best you can. And that's why, again, you're busy. And I hope and pray that somehow, some way, that these shows somehow make just a teeny bit of a difference. Maybe it, it helps you look at things that you might have forgotten. Maybe it, it, it's like I never thought of that moment, per se. Maybe it gives you some pause. Maybe it puts you at ease just a little, little bit. Maybe that step back and look at the bigger picture. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, the question of the day, the first question we always ask is, how are you? I always say, when I say that, I always take a deep breath. Hold, I'll give it a nice exhale. How are you doing in the midst of everything that's going on? And sometimes you do got to laugh because you can't make this up. How are you doing? Are you trying? Are you getting good sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? How's your stress levels? How are you reacting to things? Because uh, remember, the, the holidays are always kind of stressful. You know, those those big Thanksgiving meals that never goes right. And there's always a, one person that gets loud. There's always a fight. There's always some something involved with families. And then you've got Christmas coming up, the holiday season coming up. I mean, you know, the... The, the religious season's coming up, my goodness. And I'm not sure what we're going to do this year. I, I think the, 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 the prudent thing to do is to just be safe, small numbers, limited exposure, limited hours is what I would recommend. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be hard this year. There's going to be stresses in that, and it's always something. So please, please, please check in with yourself, check in with your family, And in all that you do, as we say on this podcast, please take care of you. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, ding, 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 the vote is in. Uh, uh, And and, and I'm broadcasting this show to you on eight days after Tuesday, uh, November the 10th, year of our Lord, 2020. And and the, the votes are in, and hopefully, no matter what, 
whether it's left or right or blue or red, ho uh, hopefully because the election is basically over, is, you know, looking that way, that should be a big stone, a stone of stress out of your backpack. At, at least it, 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 it is for me. And before I forget my manners, thank you. Within the sound of my voice, no matter who you are, where you're at, again, whatever your politics, I want to thank each and every one of you for going out there and voting. That is so important, so important to all of us, particularly with, 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 with this election. And I want to thank, in particular, those folks who waited in line in person for hours and hours and hours and hours. God bless you. And, and you know what we need to thank? We, collectively, need to thank those folks who volunteered to count these ballots. I saw a, a part of a show, I think it's called Showtime, the Circus, and how some of these vote voters or, or the, the, the counters or the votes were threatened and heckled outside as they're spending 12 hours, 24 hours just trying to do a job, trying to be of service. And if, when I hear those stories, it breaks my heart. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you listen to the show more than twice, you're better than that. We're better than that. Again, the eyes of the world are upon us. we got to think big picture, Whether wh no matter who your candidate is. We should be better than that. And those are our neighbors and our friends in our community taking their valuable time in the midst of a pandemic. Get, I mean, being away from their families, being away from their kids. But I just want to thank those who counted the votes and those involved, and there's so much legality involved, and it's it's it still has. Uh, I don't think the president has conceded just yet. I don't think so, which 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 kind of bothers me. So again, you know, eight days into this, the the, the president refuses to concede, and 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 I know both sides are kind of getting amped up because it's it's it's. I just want this things to be th this whole thing to be over so we can move on to the next thing. That's all. You know, I, I, I and it, 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 with Trump not conceding, it, it, I hate to say this, it makes him look less presidential. And it looks bad on him. You know, I, 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 I think if I can describe the Trump presidency in a single word, in a single word, and I thought about this, unprecedented. From the moment he took his oath, because I, I, I saw the inaugural and I thought, okay, I'm going to give this man a shot. Okay, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he says. I don't. I know what he's trying to do, and I know what he's kind of trying to say. But within hours after he took the oath, the, 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 within hours, literally hours, there, were, there was a scandal about uh, how somehow he had the, the biggest and the best uh, uh, outpouring of people that came to, 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 to see him get inaugurated. And 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 and, the, and and again, everything has to be big. Everything has to be the best. And it's always about Trump. And 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 I kind of get that. It's kind of a media thing. It's kind of a reality show thing. And then we had to deal with two words: altered facts. You can alter a fact. Says uh, was that Miss Conway Kelly that said that? And I thought to myself, Oh my God, here we go. It's never going to stop. This is unprecedented. When people have to stop, as busy as our country is. As busy as we are trying to feed our families, we shouldn't have to decide whether a fact can be altered. The answer is no. You cannot alter a fact. Whether we had less people or more people, I really don't care in the fact that we're even talking about that back then. I did a, a show about altering a fact. I looked up the word altered. I looked up the word fact. 
And ladies and gentlemen, you can't alter a fact. Are you pregnant? Yes or no. Do you have cancer? Yes or no. Are you the Antichrist? Yes or no. You cannot alter a fact. But this whole this whole four years has just been one grinding thing at a time. Whether you love him or don't like him, it's just been unprecedented. And I want our country to do well. And I know that the, he got the economy spurring, and I'm proud that it gets jobs back into our country. Yes, I'm very happy and proud for that. It's just, I just wish that sometimes Mr. Trump can act more presidential. So here's what I did, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, when, when the, the day after the election, on Wednesday, I made notes on what I thought Trump might do if he won the election, what the next four years would be or what he would do within a matter of, of days or weeks. And I also made notes on what I thought in case Biden won, what he should do or I think he should do as, a, as, as an American and as a veteran. And, and, and I just want to kind of go over some notes on that. So, one, I, I did see Biden's acceptance speech, and you know what I, what I liked about it? It was calm. It was nice and calm. There was no yelling. There was no, no I mean, just, just off the, I mean, th that's the thing about a president or president-elect. There, there, there was that movie, and I'm sure I've said this before, um, The Last Emperor. The boy emperor is is being tutored by uh, an, an, an English tutor, played by Peter O'Toole in the movie The Last Emperor. And the boy emperor basically says, why are words so important? And the tutor exhales and he's like, mm, how do I break this down to a child? King, words are important because a king should always means what he says, because a king should always says what he means. So you have to choose your words carefully. And you have to think about how they're being delivered, how they're going to be received to the other party. And I saw what the, uh, uh, Mr. Biden was doing, and it brought me calmness. See, if your president's calm, we should be calm. If your president's all amped up, it gets us amped up, just like a parent to a kid. I'll never forget one time little Stephen came in, and I swear to God, he had this most amazing gash on his hand, and it was this Boom, 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 bleeding all over the place. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. You know what I did? I kind of smiled and laughed. And he looked at it and smiled and laughed. And I said, oh, this is nothing. I took a rag and just wrapped it around his hand and elevated his, his arm and so forth. But if I would have thought, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he would have been crying. He would have been all amped up. Th does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? And the first thing that he said, and this is the first note I said, the first note I said, if Biden wins, the first and most important thing he has to do immediately, and it's going to take years and years to do this, is unite our country. He's going to have to unite our country from this dip, deep, raging division. And he said it perfectly. That, and, and I think he's got a good speechwriter. So I don't know if Trump writes his own speeches or, or if he has little notes and then just goes off on these tangents because I know Mr. Trump does, does that a lot. And that's where it kind of gets him in trouble. And that's why I can see how the press can pick up on this because Mr. Trump does not, per se, act presidential. He's always got to have a foe. He's always got to have something that's stopping him or preventing him or something he's fighting. 
in a sense. And I do understand what he's trying to do. But again, it, just, it, 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 it gives me pause sometimes, or it just makes me shake my head. But with Mr. Biden, and I noticed it was a different Biden, and we should see that too. When you're running for office, you say things that you may not mean, or you get caught up in that moment of the soundbite, you get in trouble, and you have to over-explain yourself, which takes gas out or takes oxygen out of the <sighs> campaign. But now, per se, that President-elect Biden is President-elect, I think he's shifting gears because look how he talks. He's a little bit more slower. He seems more ensconced. He really does. He's putting words together to formulate good sentences because sometimes, like me, I get critiqued because I fumble, fumble over my words at times. I speak too fast. I get that. But Mr. Biden seemed nice and calm, and he gave us a roadmap. I love that line. I love that line. Whether it's blue states or red states, we are the United States. I'm going, yeah, because that's what I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you voted for Biden or voted for Trump, you know, hey, let's let's get behind this guy. I, 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 I said the same thing about when Trump was elected. I am not Trump's biggest fan as a veteran. I've explained that in at least one, if not two shows. But when he took the oath of office, I said, you know what? He's my president. I got I to gotta support my president. I have to. As a, an American, I know a lot of people look at me and say, oh, man, we can't support Trump. Da, 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 da. I say, we got to give the man a chance. It is an awesome responsibility. And then after the whole altered fact thing, and then it was something else to something else, every day it was something else. And I thought, oh, it's, it's, it's like, I can't describe it. It's like a bad marriage. You know, you just get whittled down and whittled down and whittled down. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't even raise my Head up, I can't even open my eyes. Please, stop the madness. And again, I understand what he was trying to do. I've read lots of books about Mr. Trump. How he talks, how he was raised, why he does what he does. I mean, I'm interested because sometimes I just don't understand his logic or how he thinks. I'm beginning to understand now. <laughs> I really am. And that's an awesome job. I don't know why anybody would want this job. I mean, you've got to be a little narcissistic. You got to be a little power mad, and you know, or maybe it's just ignorance. But man, you could not pay me a trillion gazillion dollars for one hour at this job, because I would be afraid that I would mess it up. There are times as a fire captain, I am so overwhelmed. Do I break this window? Do I make entry this way? What about the people going into that building? Do they have the equipment? Do they have the training? They might get injured. I always tell my crew, hey, 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 slow down. Ten fingers and ten toes. We go in, we come out as a team. Ten fingers and ten toes. Don't, if this doesn't work, we try this. Don't get caught up in the adrenaline. Act bored. I learned that from Captain Shelley with Cal Fire. Even when the fit's hitting the shan and there's a lot of stuff going on, just slow down and act bored. Because that's an awesome responsibility. A good friend of mine, a, a fire captain, told me, Mr. Uh, Paul Plakos, he said, it's their emergency, not ours. Okay, calm down. Because again, leaders lead by example, and leaders should be calm. The best leaders in the world, single parents. Single parents, the best leaders in the entire planet. So what I was thinking, again, is to unify this country. What was that line that uh, Lincoln 
Abraham Lincoln said, a divided house cannot stand. And we've been divided for well over four years. And I understand how we got there, but now I'm hoping that we can somehow unite this country. We've got to build bridges, ladies and gentlemen. Man, you want to talk about psychological construction projects, we've got a lot of bridges to build. We've got a lot of walls. And you know what I'd like to? I, I, saw, the, I saw a report, and then I saw the news clipping. Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is, you want to talk about the conservative's conservative. That's Mitt. He's from Salt Lake City, Utah. You know who he is. You know what he stands for. He was the first person to congratulate Mr. Biden. And I thought that was a classy act. Now, I also heard that, that Mitt said, hey, you know, I'm going to try to, I'm going to fight you on this. I'm going to fight you on that. And, 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 and Biden says, well, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. But at least, at least they're talking. And I believe they're going to reach out on the other side of the aisle. And that's what they should do. Because to me, whether you're blue or red, you want to treat, I, I think, I do that a lot. When, when things get all amped up or, or, or if I'm not getting to someone or if they're really not being nice to me, I switch modes. And I try to be extremely respectful and dignified. I call 100,000 people a day, sir or ma'am. And some people get amped up, and I'm going, you know, that's your side of the street. Especially, you know, uh, when you're, you know, there's a critical situation, uh, uh, maybe a medical situation and, and, and whatever's going on. And, and sometimes people do stupid things. I always call people sir or ma'am. When I work in Monterio, we have a lot of homelessness, homeless people, a lot. And a lot of them, unfortunately, do drugs and they drink too much and they get really amped up. And when people get amped up, I will talk slower. I will somehow act like I'm tying my boot, so I'm submissive to them. They're above me. And I, I, I watch my body language. I have very good eye contact with them. And I call them sir and ma'am. And half the time, they'll come back in a, come back in a couple of days at the station and say, hey, I'm sorry, I was not in my best frame of mind. I say, I don't even know what you're talking about. It's fine, sir. Hey, be safe. Have a good day. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Because we're not going to agree on everything. And, and to me, politics is like marriage. And if you've been married, <laughs> like myself, you know, and you look at things, what you did right and wrong, there's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of give and take. But I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking, you know, we, we, we just need, I'm going to try to unify this country again, is, is, is let's build some good bridges. Let's get some good foundations. And with Mr. Biden, I can guarantee it, it's not going to be let's unify America and then psh, just go on to the next speech. If I, if I was a, a consultant to the president, I'd say, sir, you got to say this in every speech for the next few years. Unify, 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 and give examples of small towns unifying, examples when people come together. And you know what's amazing? People come together in a time of crisis, fires. Uh, the floods, hurricanes, unexpected situations, you know, they always say it brings people together or it divides them. And what's great about our country is this, when the fit hits the shan, and, and, and we, 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 I mean, we, we, we want to feed people, we want to make sure they're clothed, that they have shelter. And this is the pure essence which makes us a great country. We care for each other. We look after each other. So it's, it, to me, when, when, when the president takes that oath, it's a vow. 
It's like, a, like when you get, it's, 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 it's like, again, that marriage. And the best, the best thing we do as leaders is we always remember we're here to serve others. We're here to be of service to others. Parents are of service to others. Teachers are of service to others. Police officers, firefighters, janitors are of service to others. All of us in one way in the food industry, uh, entertainment industry, uh, 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 if, 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 if you're in, 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 the, in the money business, a fiduciary who, who, who manages people's funds, they, all of us, in one way or another, are, should be of service to others. That, to me, which makes a good leader. And I think, I think I'm starting to see that with Biden. And it's not that I'm a Biden fan. It's not that I'm saying I'm a Democrat or a Republican, because if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy in the middle. I don't want anybody telling me what to do for obvious reasons because I was abused. So I like less government in my life. However, I don't like bullies. I don't like anybody taking advantage of anybody for any reason, which makes me more, well, more, 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 more moderate in a sense. I want all of us to have proper health care. I don't know how or why we're going to do that. You know, I, 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 I want a strong military, obviously, because we're going to be facing a possible foe in the next 20, 30 years. I don't know whether it's Russia or China or God, you know, I hope no bad guys get a nuke. So we need we need certain things, but we have to learn how to reach across the aisle as a couple, as a married couple and learn how to give and how to take. And I'm proud to say, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed, but I'm also proud to say. When I was married to Kay, I, I, I would do, it, she thought it was six to one. I would do six things for her, and I would do one thing for myself. And I says, no, honey, it's seven to one. Because seven's a lucky number. And I'm proud I did that. It didn't end up the way I wanted it to, but I'm proud. And I have no problem saying I make a mistake. We all make mistakes. But when we hunker down and do nothing about it, ah, oh man, we can repeat that pattern. Now, the second thing that I made a note on, which, which was brought up, I think, by Ms. Harris, Vice President-elect Harris, race. We have to address race. And we got to do something about it. I really think, too, that as, 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 as the first female-elect uh, vice president and as a person of color, I really think in my heart of hearts that Ms. Harris is going to be one busy vice president. She's not going to be what I call a stand-around clown. She's not going to be in the back of the bus. Well, pardon me, that came out the wrong way. She's not going to be in the back of anything or anyone. She's a force of nature. And as a strong woman, I can see her carrying this load of, you know, making race relations as they should be. What, what makes me upset, ladies and gentlemen, you know, we're, we're America. We won World War II in less than four years. Unbelievable. We were behind the eight ball. We were not prepared for this. We were supposed to lose it. We have historians that say we should be speaking German right now. And we won. Why? Everybody in the workforce, everybody got involved. Men, women, children, black, white, uh, uh, Asians, everybody. We all put aside our differences. We unified. Hello? And we all fought together. The number one thing, there was a Time Gallup poll, a CNN Time Gallup poll, 
at the end of uh, 1999, they said, what was the most uh, traumatic event that changed the course of history? And some people said penicillin. Some people said we landed on the moon. And they said, no, no, no. We won World War II. If we can do that, if we can do that, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, we've been to the moon. We, 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 we made the internet. We can do amazing things. But we have to finally, finally, finally all get along. Everybody should be treated, treated with equality and respect and feel safe, every single one of us. Other nations do it. Why can't we? What is the problem? What is the root of the problem? So I think race relations is going to be extremely important in this administration. And I think Ms. Harris, I mean, I don't know. She, uh, I'm, they're smarter than me, smarter than us, you know, a lot of these folks. They've got teams of teams of people. I can see her going to the president and saying, you know what, let me try to handle this. Let me go on the campaign trail and try to, f uh, let's have our own committees. Let's have a blue ribbon committee, whatever you want to call it. Let's really, really start a dialogue. And let's really, really solve this once and for all. I'm ashamed. As a 60-year-old to be white guy who's had African-American foster parents, who, who's been around the block, I am, I am ashamed, so ashamed that folks are be treated with disrespect or, or, or they're in fear of their lives because they happen to be driving white black or pulled over or just mistreated. Folks, we should be better than that. We should be all ashamed in one way or another. I just want us all to live in harmony. That's all I want. I've said this before. I'll say it again. All I want in my life, all I got is time and energy. I only have so much time and so much energy, and I just want to rest. And I sometimes I can't rest when I see certain things or read certain things. It really makes me ill. But race is going to be a huge thing. I, if I was part of the transition team, I would say that we've got to unify this country as soon as possible. It's not a one-time quick fix. We've got to talk about it, and we've got to work it every single day, whether it's trade deals. We've got to unify the trade deals. Whether it's working with mayors or working with senators or working across the aisle, we need to calm everybody down and make this one country, period. Race is right behind that. Equality for all. We have to get this done. And, of course, right behind all of this is, is or, or in front of it or beside it is the virus. As of today, November the 10th, we have 103 thousand new reported cases and I think it is in part because we're entering in the fall slash winter uh, we're getting in, the, in in northern California Bay Area California record-setting cold temperatures and I'm seeing it in the Midwest I'm seeing it in parts of the east I'm going oh it's either one extreme or the another another which means of course global warming we're gonna have to address that I know that mr. Biden has talked about uh, uh, you know, rescinding some of the presidential uh, orders. And, and I don't know how that works in a sense, but I, I, they, they, you can tell they already got an agenda. Not that they were expecting the wind just like that, but any you, you got to have, it's like me, I have a certain plan. The moment I get toned out, I have a plan. What engines, what crew members are going to be on there, their experience, their safety levels, I boop, boop, within like two seconds. And of course, it's going to change 20, 30 times, but at least I have something in my head to work with. And I'm sure the Biden team is, is, is talking about all these things as once. But I'm happy 
I'm relieved that we're going to have a, a task force, hopefully a good task force, because we need to still take this virus seriously. A lot of people are saying, well, uh, no, 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 we have to use common sense. And one thing that I'm, I'm, I'm happy about, science. We have to have science and not politics to run this. Because the scientists, this is their job. They're brainiacs. This is the best thing that they do, for God's sakes. And just because we don't want to talk about the virus or hear about the virus doesn't mean it's not going to, ignorance is not a bliss in, when it comes to this. So, you know, about Trump, you know, he's, 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 he's not, you know, back to the president. And, I, and I've, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, in my mind, playing chess. Like, okay, Trump's doing this, but here's the next step. And here's why he's doing this. Trump, and a lot of people, are, I'm getting questions. I'm getting questions about Trump. What is Trump going to do? I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> I can only guess. But I don't think he's going to go away quietly. I saw an excerpt. Uh, again, it was called The Circus on Showtime. It's a, it's, it's a political documentary. And they stopped him for a second when, when, when he was either voting or, or about to vote or something like that. And, and he says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I don't lose. I never lose. I'm not going to lose. I don't lose. And it's weird. I, I, I had this epiphany. In his mind, his mindset, Trump doesn't lose. Trump doesn't ever lose. Join the Trump train and we will win. We will win together because we will not lose. That is his mindset. And one thing I learned a long time ago. Now think about this like in a marriage, in an argument. You know, you want to prove to your spouse, your partner, how right you are, which makes your spouse and partner more ensconced that they think how right they are. And now you have that division. Then you go to bed upset. And then it becomes a chasm per se. But Trump's mindset, he doesn't lose. And I remember years ago, and please don't misquote me on this. I'm not saying anything bad about Mr. Trump. I'm not. But years ago, I used to interview people that horribly abused their children. Dis in the most despicable, disgusting ways. And I'm saying this lightly. People that 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 whether they physically abused them or sexually abused them or both. And I remember talking to these folks and I'm thinking how for the love of God as a parent, as, as an uncle, as an aunt, as, as a stranger, how disgusting, how can you think of that? And in, and, and, and in my mindset, I'm, that's what I'm thinking. How can you be uh, such a person to, to, to visit whores upon babes? Yet their mindset is different. Like my mother. My mother's mindset is, oh, the boy is always in trouble. The boy is always stealing food. Therefore, I will not feed the boy. Or they would just make up excuses. And it just doesn't make sense to me. But in a sense, that is their mindset. And you cannot change their mindset. And you got to figure Mr. Trump is, what, 74, I'm guessing. And his whole lifestyle, his whole, the, the, how he was raised, how, how he's, I, I don't think he's ever worked at McDonald's or walked an old lady across the street. And I'm not saying anything bad about that, but he lives in a different world. He was raised in a different world in a sense. You know, that's what happened uh, 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 before Bastille 
got involved. Remember the French Revolution? The kings and queens going up and down France, they didn't know, they didn't realize how starving their people were. That's why they were starting to riot. Aren't these people fed? Why are they mad at us? I don't get it. Oh, really? You need to look, because you live in a different world. You need to look at a bigger picture. Hence the revolution. Hence the uh, revolution was in 1917, 1918, before, uh, with, with, with the, uh, the Bolsheviks and so forth, and then, then to be Russia. Something's, I mean, there's, and that's why, again, we got to take care of race relations, for goodness sakes. So we don't have divisions, so we can understand how we can get along, so we can have an open dialogue, so we can all live together in peace and harmony, for goodness sakes. We're blessed. I'm going to go on a riff for a second. Even in these challenging times, we are still so blessed. We have water. We have cable TV. We have star cracks. We have microwave dinners. We've got bed warmers. We've got candles. I mean, we've got, we've, we've, we've got, we've got what, uh, heated seats or air conditioner seats in our cars and GPS and Internet and PlayStation. We've got it all. And we've got God's gift, the beauty of a sunset and sunrise. Our children are fed. Our children are healthy. Our children hopefully are getting a good education. In the middle of all this, the one thing about America, we, if we want to, we can find a way. Whether it's World War II or living in the virus, we can find a way. But we have to be open-minded to do this. Open-minded. Because, again, a person doesn't change his mind, doesn't change a thing. We said that on the last show. But with Trump... He just doesn't change his mind. And, and, and I got to say this, no one can change his mind but himself. I saw something a couple of days ago that his own wife is saying, honey, sweetheart, I love you, but you probably may need to concede. Even one of his kids. I would not, oh my gosh, could you imagine being one of his kids? You know, and I, pr I, pr I, I, I kind of thought to myself, okay, Donald's not going to do it. Eric's not going to do it. Oh, no, it's going to have to go to Jared because he's the son-in-law. Oh, my God, back in the day, if you tell the king something bad, you were beheaded. Hence, don't kill the messenger. Oh, my God. But all these people trying to work with Trump, but again, in his mind, he's always right. And in his mind, he never loses. He gets his way. That's why I understand when he says, I don't apologize. I do not apologize. I never apologize, and that's who I am. Boom, next, go. Because in his mind, he is right, or at least in his mind, He's trying to prove that he's right. He needs uh, adulation. He needs, he, he needs the applause because, I mean, he's taken on heavy tasks. And I guess in his mind, he always seems to win. I, I, I really feel, I, 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 I know this is a hard time for Mr. Trump. I really, I mean, I, I, I kind of, I, I really do feel for him. I really do. I don't, I, I mean, you think you're going to, it's the most powerful drug in the world. The sole superpower, the most powerful human being on the planet. And all the perks that goes with it, for goodness sakes. I get that. And I feel bad for him. But I'm also saying, hey, man, you're 74. You're 74. Let Biden take it, man. And just relax. But I, 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 the fact that he doesn't, doesn't concede, because I, I, I think with Trump, I think with Trump, he thrives on chaos. Some people really do. Some people, you know these people. Some of these, I, I, I've known people, 
I've dated a person one time, and this person, all she had was constant drama, 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 and constant chaos. And she had to be in the middle of it. And yet she didn't know how much she's stirring that soup and how much stuff she's throwing against the wall and thinking what sticks, what doesn't stick, how much drama she can get out of it. I'm like, oh, wow, I got to go. Got to go. See, I got to go. That's why I think sometimes these reality shows, they do so well because they're so dramatic. They're so over the top. And Trump, Trump is, 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 Trump loves reality shows. I read a report some time ago that says he was running the Oval Office as a reality show. He would tell some of the staff members, hey, man, just say this, just do this, forget about it, boom, boom, boom. Tomorrow we'll do something else. Basically saying stuff like that. And maybe chaos works for him. So Trump, as we know, he likes to keep people off balance. We've seen it in the reality show. You've seen it on some of his dealings uh, uh, as, as a real estate person. He likes to keep people off balance. And I believe, and this is just me, and I've seen one thing already. He's, what is Trump going to do? Trump's going to fire people. He fired someone through a tax. That's, I, I don't understand that. Bring the person in. Say, hey, Joe, it's not working out. Thank you for your service. God bless you, but we're going to have to relieve you. Well, okay. And some, I, I can't imagine. Oh, man, can you imagine all that's going on in the White House within the Oval Office? I think he's going to pardon whoever he can. And I also think knowing Trump, he's going to make the art of a deal any way he can. You know, and, 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 and now you've heard from, uh, or you know that persona, um, Nostradamus. Many, 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 many centuries ago that, that would supposedly predict the future and some people said, oh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, you know, Nostradamus, a very well-known uh, philosopher and, and, and thinker. Well, I have a character I call Pelzer Dumas. You've heard of Nostradamus? My character is Pelzer Dumas, all unknowing, all unseen. But I predict, I predict that, again, he's going to fire lots of folks. He's going to pardon some of his friends, his buddies, and he's going to make the art of any deal he can. And I don't think he's going to make a lot of deals here as much as it's going to be overseas. And then you have to think, well, who's got money overseas? Ding, 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 ding. China and Russia. I've said this before. It's kind of like we're in the middle of a James Bond movie. And, and, and someone like, I call him Rasputin, he's Blofeld. And Trump is the henchman. <laughs> but that's, that's what I predict. I also predict, ladies and gentlemen, and let's just kind of talk about this because I, I got a good turnaround on this. I got a good hook on this for you. I predict Mr. Trump is not, is not going to attend the inaugural. He, 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 it would be too much for him. Seething. Seething. You know, because it's not going to be about him. It's going to be about Biden and Ms. Harris. I do not see him sitting behind the pr President Biden, as, 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 as he gives his address, as he gives his opening remarks, he's going he's gonna to say it, I guarantee it. Biden's going to talk about unifying America. I almost guarantee he's going to talk about race. He's going to talk about the virus. He's going to talk about getting this country back together. And I know the economy did well with Trump, and, and, and I appreciate that. I, I talked to my brother-in-law unexpectedly today, and he's so upset. He's so upset. You know, uh, he was a Trump supporter, but he's like me. He says, Dave, I'm just so tired. I can't even watch the news. He says he hasn't followed Trump for over a year, and he's got more sleep. I'm going, yes. <laughs> but those of us, you know, in the middle of the parking line, we have to listen to Mr. Trump. He says, my 401K has done well with Mr. Trump. 
but I just can't take it anymore. And I really think that, that that was, a lot of people said that. They said they can take the Texas and the unusual snarliness, uh, 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 the snarkiness, uh, some of the things, but they're just so worn down. And I think it was the virus. It was, it was, it was the virus that, that it was, you know, hey, all right, forget about it. How, I can't spend my 401k if I'm dead, but I do not predict for Mr. Trump to, 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 to be there for inaugural and, and, and even something else that's very personal. Now, if I'm correct, I think they changed it over the years, but, but I, I should have Googled this for you. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. There's something called the tea ceremony. It's a tradition that's gone on almost as long as our country, almost 250 years. It's the tea ceremony. The day of the inaugural, the incoming first lady and POTUS, they, 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 they come to the White House. They're greeted by the, the, the outgoing uh, 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 president and first lady, and they go into a room. I think it's called the tea room, and, and the first lady presents tea to the incoming president and, 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 and the first lady. And basically, they don't talk politics. They talk about the kids. How you doing? Mm -hmm. I left you a note in, 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 in the desk. Read it. There's always an outgoing note. Uh, hopefully, Mr. Trump will write an outgoing note, and it's always the same thing. You know, uh, God bless you. Thank you for your service. I wish you the very best. Uh, 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 and there's always a, a line of advice, like think slowly, don't act too quickly, don't be emotional. And, 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 and th that, that's a beautiful thing. Everybody's done that. They might have hated their foe, but they always do that. And I hope Mr. Trump does that. I really do. I hope he leads, re leaves a nice letter. But the tear ceremony is important. And the only time, to my knowledge, it hasn't been done is when Eisenhower refused to show up for Mr. Truman. And the outgoing president, Mr. Truman, was very upset because his wife, they, they didn't have a lot of money. So they had this nice little tea set that they were going to use. And Eisen, the Eisenhower family decided, no, we're not going. And I don't know why. I don't think it was just to be dismissive, but that really upset Mr. Truman. So I do hope that Melania, and she seems like a nice lady, excuse me, that um, Melania will have that set up and hopefully Mr. Trump will be there. But I do not see him attending their inaugural. I think that would be just, just too hard for him. And uh, I, I, I think in reality, what he's going to do on the day of, of, of the inaugural, he'll be somewhere else, whether it's Florida or Texas or maybe even Pennsylvania. I don't know, but he's going to have his troops with him. I see him on a blowhorn saying terrible things. Oh, they stole the election. They're, 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 the economy is going to go bad. It's going to be the worst economy in the world, and you're not going to get health care. You're not going to feed your kids. <gasps> and some of these folks are going to be, gosh, oh, my gosh, Joe's going to kill us all. What do we do? What do we do? Tell us what to do, Mr. President. I can see him doing that because, again, he does thrive in, 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 a, in a world of chaos. I also see him going on the speaking circuit, raising money for himself, which is, you know, kind of understandable. Clinton did very well. He went overseas, I think, to Japan and, and, and got some good money for one of his uh, speaking circuits. But then again, too, I'm thinking we live in the middle of a virus. So I, don't, I hope and pray he doesn't have a lot of people outside. And if he does, I pray they all wear a mask and use common sense. And, and you know, please, if, if you're going to do that, always do that. I see him doing a reality show. 
whether it's a business show or, or, or politics 101 or something. I mean, I, I, I can see this. The, the thing is, he's not going away. And in the words of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think in four years, he'll be back. He's not going to go away. And, and, and that's fine. I think the bottom line is, does it matter? I think the bottom line to the bottom line is, it doesn't matter. You see, all of us get so upset over stupid things. Well, Jay Paul, no, 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 no. You know, think about it. We have gotten so divisive over politics. We've lost so much sleep. I know friends that don't even talk to each other anymore. They deface you or defriend you on a Facebook. I've seen marriages divided. I've seen families and my, my own eyes divided, siblings divided over politics in the last few years. I'm like, that's your sister. That's your brother. That's your wife over politics. Here's a question. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? All I'm trying to say is whether it's Trump or Biden, hey, man, let's all just take a deep breath and relax. I, I, I just I, I don't want to be upset myself. All I'm saying, if you do get upset over something like this, because I know right now there's probably a third of you that are upset. Dave, I like you, but you're talking about Trump. And you're saying bad things about Trump, Dave. And I don't like that. Well, one, there's not anything I'm saying that isn't true. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not pointing a finger at him. I'm just trying to understand him so I know how to work with him or deal with him. And we're using Trump just simply as an example because it's not about Trump. It's really not. So whether it's a whether you think or whether it's whether it's a Trump or a Biden or your spouse, whomever or whatever, all I'm trying to say is please don't get swallowed up by this. Don't get so entangled with things that get you amped up. Because, again, I'm 60. I don't have a lot of time and a lot of energy. So I have to be very, very careful how much time and energy I have left. It's like a summer vacation. In the beginning, whoa, we all go wild and we all go crazy. Now it's like, okay, I've only got... One month left, I want to go to this place. I want to relax. I want to get a suntan. I want to visit my friends. Okay, I got one week left. Okay, I've got only a couple of days left. Oh, I want to go shopping. I want to eat that restaurant. You manage your time and energy. That's all I'm trying to say because it, it, it pains me when people go to bed upset, when lovers go to bed upset, when married couples go to bed upset. You know, and you start down that dark path, and then it becomes a road. And then becomes a wall. Does that make sense, ladies and gentlemen? Please. It's not worth it. You lose so much. Yet on the other side of the coin, okay, what, to, what can we gain? You lose more when, when, when you have division. And you know what's amazing, too, when it comes to being divisive, whether it's your marriage or your family, you know, you're, you're in denial of your bad health or your, your vices. When you have division and you become ensconced in your division, with all due respect, has been and always will be on the wrong side of history. 
I see that in so many marriages. I see it with siblings. I see it in a lot of relationships. And that's so easy. And sometimes people don't recognize that until the very, very end of their journey. Look at my journey. I didn't know we had a division. I, 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 I didn't know my former wife and I were that divided. But obviously we were. We were. And it breaks my heart because we're both good people. I want to see people relaxed. I want to see people at ease. I want to see, I, I want to see, you know, just us all just on the same. I want us on a mission, you know, whether it's the mi vi mission to stop the virus or a mission to feed everybody or everybody ha is, is taken care of and respected properly. I just want to see, the older I get, it's all about peace. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's how I think. When it comes to blue or red, Remember, we're always the United States, a country which at times is most dysfunctional. But I got to say this, I love this country. The best thing about our country, even to this day, in this moment of time of change, with a lot of division and a lot of things we need to do, the best thing about our country is we are still that light, that bright light, that beacon of hope for the world to draw upon inspiration, guidance, and strength. Not that deep well of darkness or hatred, but a light, pure white light of hope. That's what I love about this country. So, again, whether it's, it's Trump or Biden, or the upcoming holidays, the virus that we have to deal with, or in my case, Boy, Jack Bauer would be jealous of me in the last 24. In my case, a broken, exploding water heater, and I can't get anybody out because some of the guys are sick and some of them had the virus or they're doing things differently, so I have to adjust with that. And this is in the middle of me packing, <laughs> in the midst of me packing to move, you know, or, or as of today, as of a few hours ago, an unexpected back from the dead a movie project, and we'll talk about that later. Yes, we've got good news about the movie project. I spoke to two young, lovely ladies that are very interested in the project, and we had a very nice, as we say, a nice first date. And as a side note, you know, I told the young ladies, hey, this has been a great first date, but let's just calm down, take a deep breath, process uh, everything we talked about, make our notes, and maybe have another conversation or another, per se, date because dates are about interviewing ladies and gentlemen they really are but i might have some good news in the future but i don't know what it is but when god blesses me it's never with one thing it's always with a few things and you know what it's just something i'm gonna have to deal with so with you and me we had the election let's put that aside and let things settle and work out trump will do the right thing i hope and pray President Trump will do the right thing for the betterment of the country. So whether it's the election or how we're going to handle the holidays, Thanksgiving in particular, or how we do our Christmas shopping and how we celebrate, you know, the upcoming Christmas or Hanukkah and so forth, it's always going to be something, ladies and gentlemen. And all we have to do, take a deep breath, relax, step number one. Be cool, be calm, be collective. That's all I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. So with that, thank you again for listening. 
I do promise <laughs> I am going to do a show because I keep getting some, some uh, uh, what do you call it, Facebook questions or statements. Dave, when are you going to talk about publishing? When are you going to talk about you turning 60? I promise, I promise I will do that. But I thought this would be, a, this is supposed to be a short show. And I don't think it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I, I will get to that. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we want to thank our good friend, Mr. Pat Matheny and his management for allowing us to use this amazing music. Uh, you know, please give him a listen. You can go to Pat Matheny, I think it's patmatheny.com or patmatheny.fm, and he has a library of songs and so forth. And I, I, I really want to thank him for that. And as always, if you have any questions or any comments, please go to Dave Pelzer, that's P-E-L-Z-E-R dot com. So again, thank you for listening. I do hope this show kind of helps. I really, really, really do. And I hope you got something out of it. And always remember, which is, you know, it's always something. In the course of a life, one never knows what events may transpire. And I always say, keep the faith. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in your family. Have faith in your community. And you know what? Let's have faith in our country. Let's add that to the list. Let's have faith in our country, okay? Because you never know what the tide's going to bring in the next day. And as always, please, do as much as you can for as long as you can or as many as you can. So this is your host, Dave Pelzer, speaking to you in my own voice. Saving America and the world at large from itself, starting with me. Till next time, my good friends, take good care. And as always, good day, good luck, and God bless.